Welcome to Have You Heard, an IDF podcast. This podcast is a service of the Immune Deficiency Foundation, a nonprofit organization that improves the diagnosis, treatment, and quality of life of people affected by primary immunodeficiency. People living with PI are the zebras of the medical world, and the IDF community is one big zebra herd. While we usually dive into topics that are medical in nature, we wanted to take the opportunity today to talk with a subject matter expert of a different type, IDF Interim CEO, Katherine Stevens. All right, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode, Q&A with Katherine Stevens. I'm Tammy Black, and I'm the Vice President of Communications at IDF. I'm thrilled to be a guest host for today's podcast episode. Catherine joined the IDF team in mid-April as interim CEO of the Immune Deficiency Foundation. She comes to IDF with more than 20 years of experience in nonprofit management, and IDF is the 13th nonprofit she's worked with in an interim executive capacity. Some of the other organizations have included Women Heart, Self-Help for the Heart of Hearing, CASA Fairfax, Fuel Fund of Maryland, and Community Bridges. While working as an executive director, the organizations under her leadership received the Washington Post Excellence in Nonprofit Management Award. She attended Harvard Business School's Executive Education, is a graduate of Georgetown University's Organizational Development Program, and has been trained in professional coaching by the Coaching Training Institute. Catherine's undergraduate studies were completed at the George Washington University in Washington, D.C. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, Tammy, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Great. So, you know, I've had the chance to get to know you over the last month and a half, but I must admit that my first reaction when we were introduced was that I didn't know that being an interim executive director was a job. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Sure. And and you are not alone, Tammy. I've heard (laughs) that a number of times over my career. Um, But it is a fascinating role. Um, It is by definition only ever an interim executive. And what I like most about this work is that it allows me to contract with boards of directors and buy them the luxury of time to be really thoughtful about their next selection and their next um, CEO leader. That makes a lot of sense. So are you part of a network of interim executives? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, I am. Uh, I belong to the Interim Executive Network, and um, which is a network of nonprofit executives in Washington, D.C. There are more than a dozen of us, and we exist primarily to be uh, a resource to boards of directors and organizations that are, are going through leadership change and looking for interim executives. Huh. Are there other networks like that in other parts of the country, or is the one in D.C. unique? There are a few national and um, and some focus specifically on nonprofits, such as the Interim Executive Network, and some actually focus on the corporate sector. It is, interestingly, an expanding area, especially coming out of uh, pandemic year, we're seeing the demand for interim executives increase. It's a whole world I knew nothing about. It's so fascinating. Um, I know that you have a lot of experience in progressive nonprofits, and that's been a beneficial foundation for your role at IDF. Can you talk a little bit about your background? Sure. I actually have had a long career in working with mission-driven organizations, um, having served as an executive director and chief of staff, and now ultimately consulting to uh, nonprofit organizations. 
Um, it's been fascinating to work across multiple missions. I think that's really contributed to my ability to be supportive to my current client, if you will. Um, everything from advocacy to social service delivery to education services. What they share in common is a, a deep commitment to their mission, and they're typically staffed by very dedicated employees. But the variance in both size and where they are in their organizational life cycle is is fascinating. And with each experience, I sort of expand my my toolkit, if you will. So each subsequent client, I think, benefits from just another uh, series of experiences. Yeah, I know we've put that toolkit of yours to good use in a short period of time here at IDF. So I know we've been thankful for that breadth of experience that you have. Um, I know from working with you that you dive right into assignments and that your calendar obligations are really intense because there's a lot of kind of meet and greets, catching up, learning what specifically is going on with us. It almost feels like, as I think about that, that you have the kind of schedule that maybe an actor would have, where you have many months of long hours on a project and then a well-deserved break between gigs. Is that what it feels like? Do you feel like you have more control or less control over planning your own life, like life events and vacations? Um, than you would if you had a more traditional role. That's fascinating, Tammy. I've never heard the analogy to um, the acting world, but I definitely see your point. And it's actually quite insightful. Um, As one would imagine, the first several weeks or even a few months of a new assignment are indeed very intense. It is a deep dive. and It's really in the best interest um, of the organization and really of my role to to dive deeply and absorb as quickly as possible. So it is, in fact, very um, demanding initially, uh, but it's also very invigorating. I, I really appreciate the learning from the new client and the new mission. People say, who's your favorite client? And it's always my current one. So I, I appreciate that um, at this point in my career, the learning curve is still vertical and the ability to dive deeply, absorb, and begin to problem solve um, with the, my new team and the staff and, and meet the client where they are is um, really quite an invigorating experience. Because of the pandemic, our team has been working remotely virtually since March of 2020, which seems like a lifetime ago to me, I know. Um, what is it like to join a team you've never met in person? Have you even Have you been to our offices? Yeah, it's fascinating. So my previous client, we went through COVID virtualization, if you will, um, having been on site working together for several months, and then we transitioned quite effectively to a virtual environment. But IDF is actually the first client that I've onboarded with virtually. And it's been fascinating. I have to say, in some ways, it's been highly effective. I was able to have virtual coffee with all 31 staff within the first 15 days, I believe, of being on assignment. So I don't think I ever could have been able to have achieved that in person. Um, There's just so many transitions in a workplace. So in some ways, the virtual environment has been very effective. And I've enjoyed the one-on-one conversations. And in some interesting way, I think the virtual world is more disarming 
while I often will meet and greet in my office, come in, sit down, have a coffee with me around the table, the virtual world, I think, actually is in some ways slightly more personal. So I feel like it has, in perhaps an unexpected way, accelerated my ability to get to know the team. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've, I've said that too, because I joined the IDF team in very late 2019. So we really were deep in holiday time. I didn't get to know my team or my colleagues particularly well before 2021. And just as we were hitting the ground running, we went into, you know, virtual mode. And I feel like I'm far closer to my team than I ever would have been if we were just in an office. I know their pets' names. I know what color they're painting their wall. You know, there's so much that you know about their lives without having to um, invade their lives and their personal time. So it's really interesting. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back to talk some more in just a few moments. No matter where you are along your journey, IDF wants to help you manage living with primary immunodeficiency, or PI. As a community-empowered organization, IDF can provide you with support, education, and resources to help you cope with a wide variety of issues related to PI, including physical and mental health, insurance, and relationships. For more information, please visit www.primaryimmune.org. Welcome back. Katherine Stevens is here with us discussing her role as interim CEO of the Immune Deficiency Foundation. Catherine, I know you're new to the PI space. What have you found most surprising about the rare disease community or the primary immunodeficiency community in particular? Gosh, you know, I was really struck by the length of time um, for diagnoses, knowing that it takes on average anywhere from 9 to 15 years for diagnoses itself. And that because of the nature of the rare diseases, our medical community isn't always as aware of them. I know when we talk to a physician's office and we ask them if they have anyone in their practice that has PI and they say no, we often say, well, maybe you haven't looked hard enough yet, or maybe you need to look harder because you know we believe there's a prevalence of one in 1,200. And acknowledging that there are 400 diagnoses in and of themselves, that that does make the diagnoses more difficult. Yeah. The thing that was so interesting to me when I first started learning about the PI space was that, um, you know, people once thought that SCID was a one in a million diagnoses. And now that we do universal newborn screening, it's one in 50,000. And I wonder with these other 400 plus diagnoses, how much of that might be true if we really tested for PI on a regular basis? I just think that's always so fascinating that that incidence, it, it gets more common, not less in every single diagnosis. So I think you're spot on. Absolutely. As you know, and perhaps our audience knows too, the Primary Immunodeficiency Conference is coming up uh, on June 23rd through 26th. It's right around the corner. Um, What about the conference excites you most? Well, I've been completely fascinated by the virtual platform tools that the team has been um, working with and, and the dynamic conference that's being developed is really exciting. There's a whole day of youth forum programming 
and the conference itself is very multidimensional. There's entertainment, including the virtual mind reader. There's interactive content, including a lot of um, discussion groups with our different affinity groups and the different diseases. There's a dozen sessions with Spanish captioning. And of course, we're really excited about the education sessions with a world-class immunologist. Yeah, I think we're all really excited for the conference um, and to be able to look at it in a, in a rearview mirror, too. <laughs> so we're working a lot of hours right now putting it together. Um, what surprised you the most about IDF in the last month? I've been really impressed with the fact that the innovations are continuous, whether it's advances in gene therapy or just in the delivery of our services in the PI community in light of the pandemic and the virtual nature of the last 12 months. We continue to learn how the virtual platforms are allowing us to reach new audiences, increase access, and broaden our delivery of programs. Thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing your time and your very unique perspective with us. I really appreciate your taking the time today. It's really been my pleasure, and I've just been so impressed with uh, my first month and a half or so on site with the IDF team. I'm really impressed with their resilience and their commitment to the mission and with their optimism for for what is possible in light of an ever-changing environment. Well, you've become one of us very quickly, that's for sure. (laughs) Thank you again for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today. The Have You Heard podcast is part of IDF's work to empower the PI community through advocacy, education, and research. Continue to share this information and join us for more podcast episodes in the future as we explore the topics that mean the most to you. Until then, all of us here at IDF want to wish you good health and strength. And remember, the IDF community is rare and powerful. This podcast is a service of the Immune Deficiency Foundation. If you like our show and want to learn more, please subscribe to this podcast so future episodes will be sent to your device automatically. To learn more about primary immunodeficiency and the PI community, please visit the IDF website at www. Dot primaryimmune.org. And if you have a question you would like answered, email us at idf at primaryimmune.org. Thanks for tuning in.